Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we are talking about building confidence with confidence coach Ebony Moore. Ebony is extraordinary in this podcast and you really want to have a listen. She is talking about confidence, why it's important, how to build it up. And she's talking about it through the lens of her personal experience and her experience with her clients. Listen, and you will hear two great tools to increase your confidence that you can start using right now. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kim McLaughlin, and we're on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. And today we have a special guest. I want to introduce Ebony Moore. I met her actually on her podcast bosswife.live bosswife.live we we met before we had this super conversation and i wanted you to talk with her i didn't want to keep her to myself because i really enjoyed talking with her welcome ebony welcome to the podcast tell us a little bit about who you are what you do and then we'll get started on some some conversations hey hey cam how are you and thank you so much for having me on your podcast it's definitely an honor um, so I am a mother of four. I work a nine to five. I am a certified medical assistant. And then at night, <laughs> I am a life coach. I do confidence coaching for women. And then I also have my own modeling studio, which is for um, kids and up. Like I, I like to say from 60 to six, from six to 60. And that's a lot of fun. And that's definitely about building confidence as well. And then I also do, um, I have a blog. I have a podcast. Um, I'm just all about motivating and inspiring women, women in all areas of life. So that is me in a nutshell. (laughs) That's cool. Um, I find that interesting. I think a lot of people will resonate with the idea of, um, you know, working during the day, kind of your nine to five job, and then having this other passion that you're doing and you do it at nighttime on the weekends. And, and so I don't know, I was, so everyone, we were, Ebony and I were talking before we started and kind of the thing that made me like her and just kind of want to talk to her more is these ideas of empowerment and confidence. And I thought it was super interesting that you're doing modeling because that whole uh, thing about body image really comes into modeling and confidence. So kind of what, what do you think about all that in terms of building up confidence? And maybe first we'll start with like, why do you think, what have you been seeing like causes the lack of confidence? Why aren't we very confident in ourselves? Well, I can definitely tell you in my experience, um, just kind of sticking with the modeling thing. I started modeling when I was 12. And then I started at Barbizon, which if, if people are listening, they know who Barbizon is. It's like one of the big top modeling studios, you know, and I started there, went through the whole program and they loved me and they were like, oh, we want to send you to New York, but we have two options. Like one option was to shave all my hair off because I always wear my hair towards my face. So she said it makes my nose look bigger or I can just get a nose job. Literally, those are my only two options. And so I was like, oh my God, now you're telling this to like a 13, 14 year old because you know it's like a, a year, two year program, whatever. And you know, I was like, I was looking at my mom like, okay, it, it didn't hit me what she was asking me. You know, it just kind of hit me like, oh, okay, I need to do something different, you know, whatever. And I was looking at my mom like, okay, I really want this opportunity. Well, whatever. Like, of course we didn't do that, either one of those. And um, so that was my first encounter with kind of my self-esteem blow or whatever, you know. 
afterwards, um, I started modeling locally. And then the agent that I was with, he got, he kind of like took me to New York, Chicago. Um, I modeled in Atlanta, like the big Runner Brothers show. And so I, I built up this great self-esteem about what I look like, you know, yeah. not, not, no regards of what was in my head, but um, I got married at 18 and we immediately started having babies. Right. So <laughs> after yeah. that, my confidence took this huge blow because I had gained all this weight oh, and yeah. I felt like I was nothing. My whole identity was wrapped up in my size and what I could do with my body. And so I totally drowned in that. Totally. That is so interesting that, you know, it's interesting to me that at 13, you had, you and your mom, it sounds like, had confidence to like, no, I'm not changing my hair. No, I'm not changing my face. This is ridiculous. I'm not the problem. The problem's out there, right? Right. And you guys were able to do that. And it's interesting to me also because- what I hear about that field of being in modeling is that it really does, it can beat you down. You're, well, you're not thin enough. You don't look right. Your, your skin color's not right. You're whatever. And, and there are things that, that are often just not changeable or we don't want to change. And so that you were able to move through all of that with confidence, right? Right. And then right. We started having children and, and gain weight, which we often, you know, childbirth bodies change. It just does. And then we get older and then bodies change. (laughs) So how is it you find that like that the confidence, what was the progression of the confidence decreasing, you know, during the, from, from having it higher to to having it go down, like what happened for you with that? It was, it was horrible. Um, I definitely misplaced my identity. I didn't lose it. I just misplaced it. And I, I just gave up on it. Like I gave up hope on it. And um, it, a lot of people kept coming to me because I was still doing a little modeling coaching because people knew my resume. So they were like, oh, can you come in and work with some models here? Can you come in, you know, construct a fashion show? And I was like, sure. And people were trying to like motivate me into becoming a model again. But at that point, like, I felt like my body was just unacceptable. Like, because when you're not supposed to be overweight, you know, your body is unproportioned. So I was looking at how unproportioned my body was, how my skin was reacting to everything that I was eating, you know, how it was just, my body was overreacting to my, my emotions were reacting to the food that I was taking in. Like it was hard. Like it was, it was to the point where, I mean, I just, I didn't see myself. I literally got up, got dressed, did my hair, did my makeup and never recognized myself, never acknowledged myself. And so in that, in that downward spiral, like it was just, it was kind of uncontrollable. Like, um, I, I accepted, you know, beating up on myself. I accepted not recognizing myself. I accepted the fact that I wasn't good enough for society. And that was, that was a really tough time for me. Hi guys, this is Kim, and I want to let you know that the Emotional Eating Solutions 8-week course is open now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Go to the Work with Kim tab and click on that. This is the time to get peace with food, and I know this course will help you. You also can find the link in the show notes to the Emotional Eating Solutions 8-week self-study course. Yeah, it sounds like it moved into kind of the confidence, the lack of confidence was like that self-talk, that things that the negative stuff. Oh, definitely. And 
I'm doing comparison. You know, it's interesting. Like we can be harder on ourselves than anybody else could ever yes. be. Right. Yes. And the beat yeah. up and the beat up. And I can only imagine, you know, being 18 and having children. And so then, you know, I have this role as this wife and mother. And mm-hmm. then I have this role as this entrepreneur. And, but my body, you know, and then what happens, right? We don't have time to take care of oh, our body. Oh, right. And then right. we feel worse. And it, so it's interesting to me that the, you know, it kind of outpictured in your body, but it was really going on in your head. Oh, most definitely. It was. It right. was. Looking back at those pictures, as big as I thought I was, I wasn't. You know, it's like, it's like, what, where were you getting these thoughts? Where were you getting these ideas? You know, it's like, it was definitely all mental. I just thought, I thought I was, I was looking at somebody that wasn't even there. I was, I was imagining a whole nother person that didn't even exist, you know, and, and that's what we do a lot of times. Like we really put forth this idea of what we look like instead of what we really are, you know, and that's, and it is, it's all emotional. It's all mental, you know, it's all spiritual, like that all ties into to each other. I like what you said, you know, that we lose who we really are. That's mm-hmm. what I think of. It's that self-love part that like, Definitely. you know, who I really am. This is what I think a lot. It's like my body is not who I am. Yeah. You know, who I am is on the inside. And this is just kind of the way I float around the world and, and get right. things done. But just take it that there's something really wrong with us, that shame, Mm -hmm. right? That shame of like who I am is bad based on how my body looks. And then our head starts spinning with it. Yeah. So it's interesting because that, you know, that's not uncommon for women moving in, you know, having children and then feeling so divided. What was it that helped you begin to like recognize that there was such a lack of confidence and move into being more confident. Uh, my children, hmm. <laughs> my children. They, the older they got, they got into modeling. They got into acting. Their biggest thing was acting. They really loved acting. And, you know, modeling is kind of like that drug that opens up the gate. Like you start <laughs> modeling, and then you get into this whole industry. You know, and so um, they started modeling, started acting, and watching them just being born with this. Um, I would say unrealistic, but like this this unicorn version of themselves, you know, kids don't see, they don't see something bad. They don't see anything wrong. Like they love who they are and they're born with that naturally. And they're just full of life, full of zeal and they're full of their self. And so looking at my girls, um, you know, boys always they're to me, they've always been confident from day one, right? They don't really struggle like girls do, but looking at my girls and watching them get in the mirror and like dance and, you know, take pictures of themselves and wanted me to look at them. Like, I was just kind of like, how in the world am I raising such beautiful girls and just full of themselves? And I'm feeling the way that I feel about myself. And obviously, you know, they're learning everything that I'm putting out. So I didn't want them to feel the way that I feel about myself. And then I didn't want to lie to them and say, oh, you're beautiful. You should believe me. Because I don't believe people when they tell me that, you know? Wow. So it's like, I, they definitely changed my life. They they are the reason why I started my modeling studio because I didn't want kids to... And they do once they go to school and they get around this, this whole nother environment, they lo- right. they lose themselves piece by piece because people are taking it from them, you know. Sure. And so I didn't, that's why I created my studio. I wanted them to know, regardless of who you are, what you like, what your nose looks like, what your hair looks like, yeah, you are freaking a- amazing. Like nobody else in this world looks like you, nobody else has our fingerprint. So watching my children helped me to rebuild my confidence. 
What an interesting thing to do. I just kind of like my head was just kind of was exploding with ideas about how, you know, one of the ways to build confidence is look back at those kids because it makes me think of you talking about you at 13 going, no, 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 no. My body, there's nothing wrong with my face. There's nothing wrong with my hair. I'm right. good. And that if we go back to that kind of be like a little child mm-hmm. idea that we really can uh, push through some things and go, they're confident just because of who they are. They don't need to be a CEO. They don't need to make a certain amount of money. They don't need to look a certain way. If they're just allowed to be who they are, they totally are confident and believe in themselves. It's like they move in that direction of confidence no matter what. And so kind of remember back when you were kids or watch little kids and how amazing they are to, to use that as your confidence booster to get back into yourself and your self-love. Cause it's interesting. Cause like, it's such an industry that can beat you down, but it's me that you used it as an industry to, Oh my God, you used it as an industry to build yourself back up. Right. Definitely. Right. I did. Yes. What made you decide to be, I mean, within that, I find that interesting to be uh, a coach and to help people like what moved you then from the modeling or kind of as you're doing modeling, you're doing these other things too. The, the um, yeah. Cause I realized in the studio that that's what I was doing. You know, I was coaching them. We have confidence classes. We have etiquette classes. Um, of course we have modeling classes, makeup classes. We do body art and um, acting. So in everything, and I'm not, I don't teach all those classes. I only teach the modeling class. But, you know, in watching the other kids interact with the, the other instructors and watching, um, I do do the etiquette classes and the confidence classes and just listening to everything that I have to study and read and then, you know, deposit back into them. I was like, wait a minute, like I, I can do this for a full time thing, you know, because women need this, not just children, because half the time they don't need it. You know, when they come into the yeah. modeling studio, like they're like, OK, yes, I got it. This is where I want to be. But like, you know, adults, we lose it we lose it big time. We lose it way more than kids do, you know? So I was like, you know what, the tools that I'm giving back to these kids, I really need to deposit back into somebody else who really needs it, you know, just as much because I was, I'm not alone. I know I was, I'm not the only woman who's ever gone through this. So I took those tools and I started building my, my confidence coaching classes as well, because I know that even though we feel beautiful, we have our moments where we're like, oh my God, I'm really feeling myself. This is a great outfit. I love my hair. You know, we still have those days where we're like, oh my God, I don't want to get up. I don't want to leave out this house. I don't want anybody to see my face. You know, we still have those ups and downs about ourselves. And yes, we're still going to have those days regardless of how we feel about ourselves. But I think we have those down times more often than we have those, I feel beautiful, I feel amazing times. Right, right. So what are some things that you do with people to help build up those, that, that confidence in them? So the name of my studio is called Reflections. It's called Enchanted Reflections. So in my confidence building, um, life coaching, we do a lot of reflecting. We do the whole mirror um, sessions where it's just you in the mirror. It's just you looking back at you. You know, you, you kind of talk to that person who you used to be. And you kind of coach that person along to who you want them to be. So that's one of my main, my main uh, courses that we do. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because I used to think of that before and I haven't ever done it, but that was, that was one of the skill I was thinking of with people because what happens for us when we don't like our bodies and feel fat and feel 
out of control inside of our bodies. We want to do everything to not look right. Right. I don't want to look, I don't want to look, I don't want to look. I mean, I still have days like, I don't want to look. And it's just a reflection of my body and what's wrong with that. But to have that kind of sense of it, to me, I can imagine it being like, you know, I'm going to love on my body. I'm going to love on myself. Right. And, you know, there's this thing about looking at yourself in the mirror. That's like, Ooh, there I am. Like, can Mm -hmm. I really be with me? And, and really, you know, the kind of the, that metaphorical look at myself, like look at me and who I am. Right. Right. We, we, um, I think we stutter a lot of times when we look in the mirror, you know, like, I, I hope that's a good word. Like we do, because we don't, we don't really take it for granted. You know, like I said, I got up and did my hair, makeup, got dressed, and I never acknowledged that I'm looking at myself, you know, because I didn't like myself. I didn't like what I was looking at. But in, in the sessions, we really take the time, like no makeup, you know, just just you. And you're just really looking at every mold, every hair that's out of place, every hair on your chin. Like, what do you like about your earlobes? Like, you know, the, the, the um, I have discoloration in my skin. Like, no, love every bit of it. Because you know what? It's funny. When we were in the dating world, or if you are dating or if you are married, they like what they're looking at. Why don't you? Right? Like, <laughs> even on our worst day when we were dating, that was a day that somebody always tried to come and talk to you and get your number. Like, when you run out to the grocery store, you got your hair tied up or whatever, flip flops right. on. That was on the days when somebody trying to get your number. So guess what? <laughs> like, you can't look that bad if somebody else likes what they're looking at, right? And they're not the only person. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, love yourself the way you are because that's who, that's what people are attracted to, right? Exactly. That when we're out without our hair done, without the makeup yes. on, without the special clothes, like they're attracted to that because they're attracted to you, right? right. That person who right. you are. And so let's be more of that. What do you, so I can only imagine, you know, that like, if I'm looking myself in the mirror, kind of what are some things that you ask uh, the people to, to say to themselves or like, how do they move into viewing themselves differently and kind of having a different self-talk about it? Um, well, we first go over who you used to be. Imagine mm-hmm. a person that, like going back to that child, that childlike stage. Imagine that person when you first fell in love with yourself. Um, what was it about yourself that you loved the most? Whether it was your eyes, whether it was your hair, your nose, your lips, whatever, your skin color, um, the shape of your face. That's the person you need to imagine. Now, fast forward to now, what has changed? You know, whether it's 5, 10, 15 pounds, okay. But that, that same person is still there. You know, the person that you feel in love with wasn't just a reflection. It was also a characteristic. Like there was something that you loved the most about that person. You know, it wasn't all physical. And I think a lot of times we allow the workplace, we allow family, we allow spouses, children, all that stuff plays into what we're looking at. It does. Because when you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't have a blank space in your head. You're you're thinking about what you got to do for the day. You're thinking about what you did last night. You're thinking about what, you know, what errands you got to run, what, what you're supposed to do at work or whatever. If we can just strip away everything and focus on Ebony at that moment in this mirror, how do I need to be there for you today? Because I'm going to be there for everybody else. But I need you to tell me how you need me to be there for you. And that's what we, that's what we work on. So ask yourself, how do you need me to be there 
you know, how can I be there for myself? How can you be there for you? Right. Right. Yeah. That's such a deep question. You know, how can we be there for themselves? How like, can I be there for me? And that's, a, um, it sounds like it can lead to a lot of healing for people to get back in touch with kind of who they really are and what they really need. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Like when I spoke with you on my podcast, like you changed my view of food. Like, so it was, and it, we didn't even have that long of a conversation. And I was right. kind of like, oh my God, you know, like, and that's all it is. It's a healing process. We just have to get over all the other stuff that we've been going through and putting ourselves and allowing ourselves to get through. I mean, to go through, like, yeah, we allow ourselves to go through a lot of stuff. Some things we can't help, some things we can but at the end of the day, it is, it's definitely a healing process. And you have to just, if, if I can't, the only reason why I'm there for other people is because I love them, right? We don't put ourselves out for strangers. We don't put ourselves out for people we don't like. We don't put ourselves out for people we can do without. You know, we put ourselves out for people that we love. So yeah. why can't I put myself out for me? Like strip away everything and heal you. Yeah, definitely be there for you. That's super powerful information. And I love that because that fits in alignment with what we talk about a lot here on the podcast about self-love and what are we going to do? And what I love is that you're talking about really identifying if you're having the lack of confidence, you're not feeling good about yourself. And then, you know, you've given some really great tips on what people could do to get back. You know, what I hear is is like, it's like even um, moving beyond confidence into who am I? right? It's like beyond confidence. It's more, it's so internal, so spiritual and, and mindful about ourselves. And that if we move in, you know, use confidence, oh, this is what I think, you know, use confidence as a way to begin to move back into yourself. Right. Right. And I, and that's what you're talking about is that it's super doable to get back in touch with yourself and, uh, and that you can do some, you know, pretty, I'd call it simple within quotes. Cause like, you know, looking at yourself, is simple. It's just not easy. It's like, that's true. That's true. It can, it, be, is. it can be tough. I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. So if you could give somebody a takeaway today about what they could do today to help boost their confidence, I know that was a really long one about the, um, about the mirror, but like if they could do something short and simple, what might that be to help boost confidence? Send yourself a text message every day. What? Okay. <laughs> so now I never, so give me that. So like, what are you talking oh. about? You shock me. Like, I don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> so send yourself a text message every day and encourage yourself. Just, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be short. It could be whatever you want it to be. Like I said, be there for you. So if you say, you know, Ebony, I need you to be strong for me today. That's it. Ebony, I need for you to go the extra mile for me today. Yeah. Ebony, I need you to stand up for me today. Yeah. Well, okay. I just got a little shivers because that's <laughs> my takeaway today. I don't do that, but I like that one. Send myself messages. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they just was like, oh, okay. And then you yep. go, oh, that was obviously the message that I needed today. I love Definitely. it. And don't open it. Don't open it as soon as you send it. Take time, you know, go two or three, four yeah. or five hours and yeah. then open the message. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like really new and like, oh, oh, that's right. I need that right now. Yeah. That um, that's my doable. That's my takeaway. I love that. Ebony, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can people contact you? Uh, What are the places they can find you at? 
Um, so I'm on I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me at on my podcast, which is bosswife.live. You can also find me at um, Purposeful Thinking 360. Mm-hmm. That's also on Facebook. And it's also my website for life coaching, podcast. Everything is under one umbrella. Okay. And just everybody, just so you know that if you're driving or listening to this, I'm going to put this in the show notes so you can definitely connect to Ebony. She's got a lot of good stuff. Like seriously, listen to her podcast, bosswife.live. Super good. She has a lot of people. What I like about Ebony is that we're on the same path that this is. She does a short podcast. So like you can literally listen to it on your way to the grocery store and come out feeling better and uh, have some really good inspiration. So I really recommend that you check out our podcast and we'll give all the links in the show notes. Thank you, Ebony, so much for being on a podcast. We love having you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.